Bino Jeff Henderson said, Tony, go check your Twitter. Something I just sent you. Blake Topmeyer uh, with breaking news today. This is the kind of stuff that when I say people say that there, it's impossible that Pruitt would go, this is the kind of stuff that, that, that I know. This is the same guy that's kept us in Gitmo now for three years. Anything's possible. I'm going to read this from Blake Topmeyer, and then Blake's going to join us right now on your Basilio show. Blake says the following. This is breaking news. This is an exclusive that Blake has dug up. Eight Tennessee football staff members rejected pay cuts that were proposed by the athletic department to help combat financial losses caused by COVID-19 pandemic. According to documents obtained by Knoxville News Sentinel via a public records request, the eight staff members are the only athletic department employees who were asked to accept a pay cut and declined. The only two full-time assistants that accepted the 10% reduction are T. Martin and Jay Graham, the VFLs. Declining pay cuts were Jim Cheney, Derek Ansley, Will Friends and Family, Chris Winkie, Brian Niedermeyer, Shelton Felton, Joe Osivet, A.J. Artis. And let's not forget the head coach. Who wasn't, ex- who wasn't asked here to take the pay cut, but this is terrible. That's a very poor reflection on him and on his program. And that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about here. This is extremely volatile. I bring Blake Topmeyer in. Blake, I welcome you in. Now, first of all, this isn't going to play well, Blake, is it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, these are the types of, of things that probably don't play well if you're four and two. It, it certainly doesn't play well if if you're two and four. If you're embattled, um, offensive coordinator Jim Chaney, the third highest paid employee in Tennessee's athletic department, making $1.6 million annually, um, and, and your offense, um, stinks. It's it's obviously not a, a great look that that you've uh, been declined a, a pay cut, um, and and along with all, all the the other staffers that that did so. As you noted, um, T. Martin and, and Jay Graham were the only football uh, staff members who agreed to cut. Uh, Martin agreed to the full cut. Graham uh, agreed to a lesser cut, while leaving open the, the possibility of, of agreeing to the full cut. Uh, in the coming months, and, and everybody else rejected it. And, and uh, you know, the other thing to add to this, Tony, is that at-will employees didn't have any choice. If you were an at-will employee making more than $50,000 annually, um, and so I don't have salaries in front of me, but I would guess that would include people like your nutritionist, like your, your team equipment manager, like some folks in your recruiting department, uh, you had no choice. You had to take a pay cut as an at-will employee. Your your salary is not protected, uh, and so you did have people in the football program and and other many 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 others in the athletic department who either volunteered for pay cuts uh, or uh, you know had no choice because they were at-will employees, and and you had these eight uh, football staff members uh, who were asked to take one and declined. 
Blake Topmeyer joining me. Breaking news today. Now, I'm a little confused on the Pruitt thing because I had heard behind the scenes that they had asked him to do it, and he had refused as well. But you weren't able to find that in the records, huh? That's correct. It's, um, you know, if he would have uh, been, been formally asked and, and declined a uh, pay cut, I, I believe that would have been, uh, or, well, it certainly should have been included in the uh, the batch of records that uh, I, I obtained. Uh, you know, the athletic department uh, stresses to me that uh, Pruitt was not a, asked to take a pay cut on top of uh, the the raise that he opted to forego mm. uh, for for the 2020 contract year, the, the athletic department uh, considered that to be his his contribution to the the salary reduction plan, and and by foregoing that raise in 2020, uh, the athletic department says that um, you know that that saved the athletic department four hundred thousand dollars. Of course, um, you know it is worth noting that. Uh, foregoing a raise and taking a pay cut are not synonymous. Correct. Um, Jeremy Pruitt is going to be making the same amount of money in his salary as he in 2020 as he did in 2019, uh, whereas there are going to be other members of the athletic department who are making less in 2020 than they were in 2019. Um, and uh, so you know, and it, but it's worth noting, and, and I, maybe this is uh, this is implied here, but. Uh, every contract employee, other than these football members, um, they agreed to the cuts. As a contracted employee, you're, you're not required to accept a pay cut. That, that's what that contract does. It protects you. It protects your salary. Unlike an at-will employee, your, your salary can't just be, um, you know, adjusted without you agreeing to it. But the head coaches of every Tennessee program, uh, except football, agreed to a pay cut. Yep. Those head coaches of every other program or contract employees, they agreed to a pay cut. Philip Homer's taking a pay cut. Uh, Reed Sigmund, who's uh, Philip Homer's deputy, number two in command of the athletic department, he took a pay cut, and he's also foregone a, a raise, and he's going to delay uh, a second scheduled raise. So um, you know, perhaps his generosity extends beyond all others. So you're telling me, that every head coach on that campus has taken a pay cut, but the head football coach. Is that what you're telling me? That's correct, yes. Uh, and, and these pay cuts are not for the length of their contract. These pay cuts um, that these head coaches, other than Pruitt, have accepted uh, are for the fiscal year ending June 30th. So uh, once July 1st hits, uh, those, those coaches who are accepting pay cuts for these next uh, eight months uh, once July 1st hits, they will go back to the salary uh, that they, they were earning. They won't retroactively regain that pay that they lost. There, there's, there's no reimbursement to regain yes. that pay. Uh, but on July 1st, they'll go back to the, the salaries that they were set to be earning at that time. But over the next eight months, uh, every, every Tennessee head coach other than Jeremy Pruitt uh, will be taking a pay cut. Um, that is really tone deaf. Well, I, I think from Pruitt's perspective, you know, and I'm I'm not his agent, I'm not yeah. his, his advisor, yeah. but I think from a public relations standpoint, if I was Jeremy Pruitt, it would have been so much wiser for him to say, give me the raise and then I will take the cut. Um, because then it, then it would have looked like he's, he's taking the pay cut, right? Because in a way, he sort of is. 
if he were, if the athletic department was going to give him this raise in 2020, if this had been agreed upon and he decided to forego it, I mean, it's really coming out to saving about the same amount of money. However, it looks a lot different to forego a raise, but then, you know, you're not taking a pay cut um, when all other coaches are taking a pay cut. So if I were advising Jeremy Pruitt, I, I would have told him to hey, get that raise for 2020, yeah. but then immediately agree to the pay cut. So you can say, hey, I've, I've taken a pay cut. Um, you know, that's that's not what happened. Maybe they didn't want to go through that, that ordeal of putting that into the paperwork, but uh, I think that would have protected him a little bit more um, than, than the current situation because now, you know, while he wasn't asked to take in a, a pay cut on top of foregoing the raise, he, he is left as the only Tennessee head coach who's who's not taking a pay cut. So, so on Sigman, who you you say public records say say he makes about three eighty five, he declined a raise and took a pay cut. Is that correct? Yeah, he makes three three fifteen. Uh, three fifteen. Okay, yeah, three fifteen. Um, yeah, he 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 makes three fifteen. He was due a raise that would have uh, sent him to three thirty. Okay. In, on May first, and so you know, think back on May first. That was actually the early, still the early stages of the, the pandemic. I mean, I guess the writing was on the wall a little bit, but still early on, he, he was due a raise, fifteen thousand dollar raise, on May first. Uh, he decided to forego that. He's due another fifteen thousand dollar raise um, on this coming May first. He's going to forego that. Um, but then on July 1st of 2021, he is going to resume, uh, his salary that he's set to be earning, which is, which is 345. Um, before that, whatever that is, 16 months or whatever, where he could have been earning a higher salary, uh, he opted to forego that raise. He's not going to be reimbursed for that. And then on top of that, his, his salary that he decided to remain at 315, um, he's going to engage in the pay cut wow. as well. So that, that's going to be cut down. Um, and so, you know, this is a, a deputy that um, that was under John Curry. He, he was brought here by John Curry. He, he survived the regime change. Um, you know, I actually, when when John Curry was, was on the way out the door, I actually floated Sigmund as, as a name, as someone who would be well-qualified uh, to be interim athletic director. If, if Tennessee wanted to then make an outside hire as permanent AD, of course, Tennessee didn't go that direction, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, Fulmer retained Sigmund and, uh, you know, he's really kind of the, the numbers guru of the athletic department. So I, I guess for someone who's, who spends his life crunching athletic department budgets, uh, perhaps why that, that's why, uh, um, you know, he, he's taking, uh, these cuts seriously and, and is, uh, foregoing these raises and taking, taking the cuts because this is this is very much his world blake topmeyer with an exclusive story in your knoxville news sentinel that's surely not going to play well across the tennessee fan base and this gets out and it's that eight tennessee football assistants have rejected pay cuts proposed by the tennessee athletic department and they are the only eight and jeremy pruitt was not asked to take a pay cut though every other head coach across every other sport was asked to take a pay cut. Reed Sigmund himself not only for, uh, passed on two raises, but took a pay cut as well, and he makes much less than Jeremy Pruitt. It's just a really, really horrible look on Pruitt and his football program. I bring uh, Bino Jeff Henderson in here now with Blake Topmeyer. 
who that's a hell of a story. I mean, that's some incredible reporting right there. Bino, um, welcome in. You're on with Blake. Hey, Blake, thanks for jumping on with us uh, on short notice here. Um, I, I understand no that football coaches are pretty oblivious to anything that goes on outside of the complex, uh, but I, I can't I can't believe that that group couldn't have the foresight to understand the situation itself and just how ugly this looks. This almost reeks of a group that believes this is the last contract I'm ever going to sign with the University of Tennessee anyway. I'm going to take every penny I can out of it. Well, that's that's certainly something to think about. And, and the reality is um, this is a reminder that I mean, really, football coaches and and uh, certain some other athletic department employees as well. But certainly, I think by and large, football coaches are pretty much mercenaries. I mean, there there there's no sense of of loyalty. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not just saying at Tennessee. I, I think that's the case uh, pretty much anywhere. They're they're sold to the highest bidder. Um, they they do their duty while they're there, and then if another higher bidder comes along, they're they're gone. And so. Um, you know, fans sometimes develop a sense of loyalty to coaches or, um, you know, coaches talk about their love for that university or, or how much they're enjoying it there. But, you know, the reality is that, that those instances in college athletics are, are few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not, it's probably not coincidence though that the, uh, that the two assistants who, who agreed to pay cuts, uh, are the two UT alumni on staff, played for Philip Fulmer, and so, you know, if there would be some sentimentality, some, um, you know, d- d- doing something to help out a, a struggling Tennessee athletic department, that's it's not a surprise that it would be those two guys to do that. But, you know, I mean, that, you mentioned it, it, these, some of these guys might think they're out the door anyway, um, and, and if that's the case, I guess get the money while they're getting is good. Um, of course, they'd be due a buyout if, if, they, were, if they were fired. So it is an interesting dynamic, and but but by the same token, you know, Tennessee assistants sort of have the athletic department's hands tied to a certain extent because it is either going to they're either going to force the athletic department to add even more financial loss uh, to a department that's already expecting a forty million dollars in revenue losses if they fire them, and that would be more financial loss, or the athletic department sticks with the staff. Uh, a staff that's taking this program nowhere fast mm. and that has declined to accept pay cuts. So, I mean, really, I mean, you, <laughs> although the optics are, are currently bad for, um, for these assistant coaches, you know, really they're, they're professionally sitting in a fine situation. Their, their salaries are guaranteed. If they get fired, they get the severance. Uh, and, you know, they, they might be able to get a free pass despite a failed season because of the uh, the financial straits um, in in your uh, in this pandemic year so it's while the optics are bad it's still a favorable position to be in for this football staff being a being a football coach is always a great job not a bad deal Blake yeah it's not a bad deal and the truth is those guys don't pay for anything anyway they drive around in cars that they don't pay for. They uh, eat meals out for free, basically everywhere they go, pretty much. They've got Cadillac insurance plans. I mean, that's, that is, except for the time consumption 
and the way it'll wear a person down. Uh, it's it is not a bad gig. And and I want to point out, and and this has sort of been tangentially covered, but I want to make clear these pay cuts. It would have been less than ten percent of the, the the salary that they're owed from um, from November first through the end of the year. You know, we're not we're not talking about a fifty percent or you know thirty forty percent pay cut. Um, this would have been less than ten percent because it's ten percent on your salary over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So that mm. salary under hundred fifty thousand dollars is cut less than ten percent. So so overall, the pay cut would have been. Uh, less than than ten percent uh, of their salary. You know, you look at Jim Cheney earning one point six million dollars. Derek Ansley's earning a million dollars. Will Friend this year's earning uh, over eight hundred thousand dollars. And and so, um, yeah, you you have some millionaires there in terms of annual salary. Guys making in seven figures and and others that are in the upper six figures. Uh, and this would have been a a less than than ten percent pay cut. And I, I just want to make that clear. And as a reminder, all. All at will. If you're an at will employee yeah. for UT's athletic department making sixty grand, uh, your pay was cut. You had no choice. Yeah, and again, that's repeat that one more time on the at will deal because people were a little confused in terms of what you were talking about. You're talking about rank and file employees across the board. There, correct. If you're not a contract employee, you're an at will employee. That's um, you know, as most people probably know, and I don't mean to be right to work um, state. Yep. Yeah. And so, for for instance, I'm an at-will employee. I, I do not have a contract protecting me. Um, if the news sentinel wants to uh, decrease my pay, uh, they're within their rights to do that um, because I'm not protected uh, by by a contract. And uh, you know, the same way works anywhere in life. If you work at, um, you know, I don't care where wherever you're working, if you're not protected by a contract and they want to. Um, want to decrease your salary, they can decrease your salary. The contract protects you from that. But there are very few athletic department employees who are protected by a contract. The people protected by a contract are Philip Fulmer, Reed Sigmund, every head coach, and football's assistant coaches. Assistant coaches for other sports are not protected by a contract. They are at-will employees. Mm. All your other athletic department employees uh, are at-will employees. I mean, you know, I'm you're talking your, your nutritionists, your um, your assistant strength coaches, you know, every strength coach except the football strength coach, uh, your media relations people, all those people are at-will employees. There's there's no contract. Um, and so all those people, um, if they were ex- making over $50,000 a year, they are taking a pay cut. Andre Plowman uh, doesn't strike me as a type that's going to take this. Uh, not going to be very amused by it. Um, were you able to deduce or learn from your research and looking at the documents if she knew about this? Does she know of this, you think? Well, I think she would have to. I I, <laughs> I mean, she's not CC'd on, on the documents, but I, I can't yeah. imagine her not go, uh, not knowing. I mean, she was aware of the, the pay cuts. Um, she was one that announced them at a board of trustees meeting, and, and she announced at that time, that these pay cuts were expected to save the athletic department $1.6 million. Right. And because eight assistants did not opt in, uh, the savings will, will now be $1.3 million. And so, uh, yeah, she wasn't CC'd on any of the documents that, that I have, but uh, I can't imagine that she, she wasn't aware of this. And, um, you know, and I, I don't feel like it, 
it came as a huge surprise. I, uh, I, I suspected what I was going to, going to receive in this records request. Wow. You got to play it out and you, you got to, uh, you got to let it run, run its course, uh, before any reporting can be done. Um, but I, I can't say as I was surprised, uh, that, uh, that the football coach, that, that eight of the assistants, um, you know, rejected these well, cuts. And so. Why, Blake? Uh, why aren't you surprised? Well, your the head coach didn't take a cut, mm. and so if if your head coach doesn't take a cut, you know, again, we've talked about he is foregoing a raise. He wasn't asked to take a cut, mm. but um, to me, I think the writing was kind of on the wall there. When when your head coach doesn't take a cut, um, well, if you're an assistant, uh, you know, making four hundred thousand dollars, six hundred thousand dollars, that's still a lot of money um, to to average people like like you and me, um, but. You know, I suspected when the head coach isn't taking a cut, the assistants aren't going to take a cut either. Uh, frankly, I was probably uh, more surprised that you saw two assistants take one uh, while the others did not. I, I did not. I would not have expected that split in the ranks. I, I would have expected um, all the assistants to do the same thing, and, and I would have more expected that they all would have declined. Um, and, and of course, nobody perhaps is sitting better than Jimmy Brumbaugh, who right now, after he was fired about a month ago, is is now owed uh, more than eight hundred thirty thousand dollars in severance to not work. <laughs> I mean, what a gig! Can I get yeah. in line for some of that, Blake? Um, I hear that um, Rick Barnes they put their hands up over in hoops and said, "We'll do this immediately." And that he yes, wasn't re- he wasn't real amused. I hear that he was not real amused behind the scenes. When, I suspect the basketball program yeah. isn't. I mean, because all of his assistants are taking cuts. Yes. they fall under that at will employee category. So that's yep. a choice. That's really interesting. Bino, you got another question here. As uh, we're visiting with Blake Topmeyer today, who's got a breaking story uh, in today's Knoxville News Sentinel over at uh, knoxnews.com. Go ahead, Bino. Blake, I don't really have a question. All I wanted to do is thank you for your honesty and your courage in reporting. And I guess from your standpoint, the good thing is they really can't take any more access away from you than they already have, right? (laughs) Thank you for that. Uh, Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's no, um, you know, I I report the way I report and, and, um, you know, any threats of access or something like that isn't isn't going to, to influence the way I do my job, but but that is true. That yeah, there's there's not much there's not much you could do to to dial down the access to Tennessee football. It's not like I'm held to a different standard than other. I mean, I'm not penalized more than than anybody else on the beat. Uh, but but certainly, it's pretty limited access uh, for for all reporters. Blake, thank you. Anything else you want to add on this subject? And I appreciate you uh, taking a few. And I know we're we're really sorry we're not going to see the Vols play A and M tomorrow. That was going to be a really interesting football game. Uh, maybe not. But give me a give me a final thought if you have one. And again, congrats on the on the uh, on the scoop there. No, I, I just think it'd be interesting to see um, to see what comes out of this, Tony. I, I don't. I mean, I don't expect any sweeping changes in the mo- in the moment. It's going to cost Tennessee more money um, if they fire these assistants, and that doesn't mean some of them won't go at the end of the year. But, you know, there's really only so much the athletic department can do. What it really does, is, though, is it is it damages any remaining 
not any, but it damages some of the remaining goodwill. Yes, it does. Um, for for this coaching staff. Yes, um, it does. And, and and frankly, probably for Pruitt too. Yes, I, it I does. think some people will accept the the foregoing of the four hundred thousand dollar raise. I, I think some people will accept that as a as a noble contribution. Um, you know, other fans will will not think that that was enough. Uh, thank you very much, man. Great talking to you, Blake. Congratulations. Good to talk to you, Johnny. Awesome. That's an awesome piece of journalism by him. Bino and Brian, I haven't told you guys this. I, I told you about the machinations of the stuff behind the scenes a few weeks back, and we were getting whispers about it. You know, we've been kind of hard on Rick Barnes on here. I understand that Barnes has gone to his staff members and encouraged them to take the cut and is basically going to pay some way out of his own pocket to make those guys whole again. Then you got another guy over here, can't coach his... I mean, no offense to him. Not knocking the head coach. Guy can't coach his way out of a wet paper bag and can't manage his people. What what are we doing? Bino, the reason I said last week after that game that you never say never in terms of making changes is that this guy is dumb enough to do things like this. And he is. He's arrogant and dumb enough to do things. And all you have to do is the the right person. All you have to do is the right person, Bino. See that story today and go, that's enough. Because again, we've got people in our booster base. Blake was talking about millionaires. These are billionaires, some of them. And all it takes is one of them to go, you know what? The prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me and I'm stroking a check to get this clown out of here because I'm not looking at it anymore. Because that is a horrendous look on this guy to be that poor of a manager and on Philip Fulmer as well to not mandate that those coaches take those pay cuts at a time where people making 50000 60000 are taking them. Shame on you, Fulmer. Shame on you, Jeremy Proitt. Am I wrong to lump Fulmer into that, Bino? That is poor, poor management to let it come to that point. Poor. Absolutely, Tony. And and Fulmer should have taken a bigger cut himself. Do we know when they were rejecting the pay cuts? Was it before they started losing all these games, or was it during the off season, or before the season, or... Do we know exactly when? Yeah, they were. I at, think this was before the season, Brian. Yep. Okay. But doesn't with, make any difference. But Bino, I had told you about this a couple weeks ago. Is that right? When did we talk? Yes. So this has been whispered because they were trying to get him to buy in. They were trying to get the guys to come back in and kind of buy in, and then we can make all. The, and I guess Blake heard the whispers, and he was like, "Well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into it." And sure enough, he found a paper trail. Good for him. Go over to the Knoxville News Sentinel and read that story, and you will absolutely shake your freaking head. 
See, Orange Throat said today there are no plans to get rid of this coach, blah, 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 blah. And I wrote below him. I wrote, go read the blog today. I wrote that this guy has shown an ability. I don't know if I, I didn't phrase it this way. But I never say never on these deals. This guy's shown an ability, Bino, to um, to implode, hasn't he? Oh, he's terribly self-destructive, Tony. He really is. And I mean, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why we should be surprised. We, we keep giving out Urban Meyer contracts and getting Oscar Meyer, and expecting them to know what the heck they're doing. Oh man! So Blake Topmeyer joins. That was um, incredible of him to jump right on with us. I mean, I just called him blindly. He dropped that. He dropped that this morning at uh, ten twenty nine, and uh, he came on with us at eleven whatever it was eleven ten. So there you have it. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you want to join us, bad luck on those guys that decided not to. Um, like a Will friend, Bino. I mean, no offense to his bammer ass, but I've seen enough of him. There's, there's just no excuse for that, Tony. There, there's no excuse for that. Those guys are making ten times more than any of them should be making, and they've got, and and they. They got zero. They don't care. There's, it's it's just it's just mind numbing to even try to think about that kind of blindness and greed and stupidity. You yeah. suck. Y'all suck. Well, Y'all are terrible at what you do. Did doing. Jeremy ever come across as someone who looked like and acted like he was real smart? No. To be no. No, but he did come across as an everyday guy that would understand that had been a high school football coach that could understand everyday people's plight. He came across as that. When Top apparently Meyer, not even that. When Top Meyer said that across the board. You had people in that athletic department taking, um, well, how did he put it? Um, at will. Yes. The at will employees, the everyday rank and file employees are getting their salaries caught. The football coach, I don't care if he had 400,000. You say I'm picking on him. I don't care if he forewent a 400,000 deal. He should do what Reed Sigmund did. Reed Sigmund makes a thimble of what he makes. But Reed Sigmund's a smart guy. Reed Sigmund said, you know what? Not only am I going to forego my raises, but you're going to cut my pay too. And Jeremy Pruitt should have done that, damn it. Don't get in here and worship this guy. Don't do that. Well, you're being unfair. No, I'm not. Am I being unfair, Bino? I think the worshiping of Pruitt has stopped weeks ago. If there I, I have some people on. on the I have some people on the on the uh, Periscope feed and a couple people on Twitter saying that we're picking on him right now. How? I, I know I know it's not 1960 anymore, Tony. And Al Kaline passed away. But the truth is, when they offered Jeremy Pruitt four hundred thousand dollars, he should have said, "I haven't earned that. I'm making enough money." 
but they're not going to do that. Not in this agent-driven world we live in today. No one's ever going to say, I, I make enough already. 865-200-5402. I just can't, I can't comprehend that these guys are doing this. And you know what? Hey, Jay Graham and T. Martin. Absolutely. Praise God. Thanks for having a brain. Thanks for having a brain and some decency. And a heart. And a heart. I commend that. Jay Graham, T. Martin, y'all take a bow. Jim Cheney, shame on you. Disgraceful. Utterly Dis- and Jim Cheney wants to live here and retire. Jim Cheney, that's disgraceful, buddy. Disgraceful of you. Disgraceful. You and your damn disgraceful offense. Can can these guys give us anything to feel good? How about Rick Barnes, Bino, behind the scenes? I'm bragging on him. Rick Barnes has told his, this is just little birdies that have told me this, he's going to pay, he plans on paying, he plans on paying Bino for their raises behind the scenes. He's going to slide them the funds. I don't think he can do it like a, like a, like on the, on the above the board, but he's certainly allowed to gift them some cash. You can gift them, I can, I can turn around and gift you some cash, Bino. Insert yeah. insert the punchline, but Bino, um, and Bry, this is the kind of stuff your fearless host. When people are out there, the naive crowd, and they say, "Well, never," he's coming back next year. Never, 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 hundred percent. When you got this guy at the helm, Bean Star and Brian Star, nothing is a hundred percent with Jeremy Pruitt. Nothing. Am I wrong? Oh, you're right. Because this is not going to play well. This is not going to play well. 